Hello and welcome to Fantastic Beats. Three people, three tracks, we swap them and we talk about them. This episode we are delighted to have with us Kenise Mobley. Kenise describes herself as an ex-scene kid from the South who is now a comedian in New York. She is also a filmmaker and the host of Love About Town podcast. Hello Kenise. Hello, thank you so much Hi. for having me. Yeah, sure. Oh, you are so welcome. I absolutely love your description. We're also sort of ex-scene kids from the South, yeah. except we're still in the South and not yeah. so X. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Different, different Souths, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, let's jump right into this then. So, Jack, do you want to kick us off? Sure. So, in this rock edition of Fantastic Beats, turning it up, <laughs> uh, starting off with Mirrored Lips. So, this is uh, a band from Russia, uh, and the song's called Falling in Love Again, Can't Help It. They're sort of a noise punk band, I guess, generally speaking. Uh, the guitarist has roots in, like, experimental jazz, and so there's all of that beneath it. I mean, they're, they're noisy, they're loud, it's drums, guitar, bass and vocals. Things get very dissonant, but there's also, like, a sort of punk sensibility as well. So there's, like, a you know drum beat that you can hang your hat on. There's some riffs in there as well. Uh, but a lot of their live shows and a lot of their songs kind of spill off into improvisation and all kinds of uh, spontaneous nonsense, which is absolutely why I love them. So this is really as, as close as they get to a pop song these days. It's got this little quirky guitar hook, which kind of runs through most of the track. It has this sort of squawky feel to it. It's like... Duh! and then you've got this buoyant kind of beat that skips along it's got a good fun vibe i think this this track especially as it kicks off to begin with uh, and then the vocals come in they sound like they're sort of being uh, broadcast down a telephone line and then it kind of gets very loud and very noisy and what what i like is that it remains really good fun throughout but there's also something that feels quite unhinged like the track could fall apart at any moment. Uh, I feel like they've almost got like this smash hit idea, like this really nice hook, this nice idea. Uh, and, you know, they could make it to the top if they bloody well wanted. But there's something within them, a spirit, which just drags everything out into sort of that explosive, sort of noisy, punky territory that they can't resist. Because actually, I think the drum beat reminds me a bit of Last Night by The Strokes. But the rest of the track hmm. doesn't <laughs> in any way uh, it's very theatrical uh, i love the vocalist she has a lot of fun playing around with how she's like pronouncing each of the words lusa her name is and she uh yeah especially when she says can't help it she kind of gives it a bit of flair there's a bit of can't help it and all this sort of business i i just think uh, i mean they're an amazing band this is uh one of my favorite tracks but uh, like a lot of their stuff is amazing and they put out so much material too they're just relentless so I love it, obviously. I wouldn't have picked it otherwise. Lizzie, what do you think? Yeah, um, big, big fan of this. This was right yes, up my alley. I so. didn't really know them. Didn't really know them at all. Kind of ashamed to say. Uh-huh. I love bands like this because when there's two of them and you know that, you're just like, you feel like anything musically is possible. Right. You know, if two people can make that much awesome, big sound, it makes you feel like, wow, I can achieve anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I really like it. I think it's actually really sloppy and then it's really tight at exactly the same time, kind of like all good punk music. 
It's super powerful. I think the ending must be so fun to play because it's so fun to listen to, but it does make you want to be part of it and just play it because you know they just absolutely lose their minds at that point and they're just bringing it home and that's it and they're just having fun. I also think there's something really interesting about the um, length of this song. It's two minutes 50. And I remember this from somewhere... There's this kind of, like, myth that 2 minutes 50 is, like, the absolute, like, perfect time for any kind of rock or punk song. Interesting. So so I don't know whether they did that deliberately or not, but, yeah, I think that there is something about it where, like, all the best punk and rock songs are 2 minutes 50 because that's the exact time it takes you to kind of blast through some verses and some choruses and kind of bring I, it home in I a really good way. I can't see that in the midst of all that noise at the end they got one of them with like a Casio watch on just like keep going, keep going, get stop. <laughs> I don't know. Punks are weirdly organised. I don't know. I, I'm not sure about no. that. Um, yeah, really, really liked it. Definitely would recommend to anybody listening to look up the artwork for this one. Oh yeah, I forgot well. to mention yeah. that. Yeah, it's like a butt Ooh. fan. So... It is. It is a butt fan. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, a a butt powered fan. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right then. I wasn't <laughs> going to tease that bit, but fine. Canice, uh, <laughs> uh, what do you reckon of this one? Uh, this was a very interesting song. The first uh, part of it, when it comes in, I was expecting something probably along the lines of like art brute, something that's like, hey, yeah. we're cool, we're like very chill. <laughs> and then the voice that came on was like, not chill at all. Yeah, uh, yeah. It reminded me of my friend's grandmother. So, like, mentally, when I was listening to the song, I'm just imagining like an 80 year old woman who stumbled into some sort of garage practice, a garage <laughs> band practice, and is just like screaming along and dancing uh, with the people just based on the sound of the voice. I don't know a lot about punk, especially, I guess, Soviet era punk. Would, or is that an accurate description of what this is? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how like they affiliate with themselves with like russia i mean this one came out i think earlier this year oh uh, then forget it because <laughs> it sounds really I, it sounds obviously it sounds like super lo-fi which kind of like yes obfuscates I wrote down lo-fi. The, yeah 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 <laughs> but yeah i don't know i i to be honest i think they're kind of like out on a little island on their own with this one ah okay understood yeah it just they there's like intentional peaking it sounds like yeah like there's distortion in the audio track in a way that i again was not expecting <laughs> when she hits the line um love's always been my game it yeah it definitely felt like it shifted from like a more how do i say accessible pop hit to yeah. one that was like well this is an acquired taste okay <laughs> cool 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 yeah yeah for sure yeah this is a thing with them i think there's a push-pull thing going on because there is a catchy feel and as you say there is like a, a potential indie banger like l- lurking within that intro yes uh, and then they're like nah we're just gonna uh, <laughs> give it some instead So, second track, second rock track, because we're rocking today. Can it's rock all the rock track. tonight, yeah. Hit it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna, I'm not gonna be able to fill in like a lot of uh, music 
information about this song, but right. I will be That's able fine. to say I have an emotional connection to this song. Uh, it is the Future Heads, Hounds of Love. Uh, <laughs> I probably saw this on a TV show because that song was included in several TV se- like season finales right. one year, and I was like, what is this? I need more of this. And so I bought tickets to the Future Heads when they were in Carborough, North Carolina, small town. Uh, I was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to make friends with other people who listen to the Future Heads. <laughs> and that's not how most concerts work. I just <laughs> sat in the back with my hands in my pocket oh, and yeah. kind of bopped around. And then when I was leaving the concert, uh, I crossed paths with these people at an intersection. And I was like, were you guys at the concert? And then they laughed at me. And then I looked at them and I realized I was talking to the band. Uh, and they were nice, but I was entirely too nervous to try to continue that conversation or turn it into anything. Uh, so they were very nice. I think this song bops. It's a remake of, I think, a Kate Bush song from mm. the late 80s, early 90s, I think. Mm. And that song made zero impression on me, but this one is fun. <laughs> it's very poppy. You can dance to it. And my friends and I will, I don't know, croon? What is it when you just kind of like wail a song out and it's not good, but you just like scream, sing it at your friends? That's just living. That's just a that's good time. living. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's that's such a lovely description of this song. <laughs> what? Yeah. What do you reckon, Lizzie? Oh, I I really well. Okay, I I really like the song, but I have to say, when I saw that you picked it, I was like, that is really interesting. I haven't listened to that song for quite a while. So yeah, this is because I is I think I think this is a two thousand and five song. So yeah. that is exactly twenty years after Kate Bush had her way with it um, and kind of brought it out. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I was like, wow, it's that song. That, that, so it also was incredibly popular in the UK. And um, I feel probably quite difficult. Well, probably not difficult. I bet they loved it. But maybe difficult in some ways for the future heads because I feel like people may... And, and there'll be lots of fans out there that are like, absolutely not. This is this is not true. This that you could label them as a one hit wonder because of this song because oh, totally. it did so incredibly well. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was in our top ten over oh, here. Wow. Which which for an indie band to kind of have a song like that in 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 the top ten of the the kind of pop charts really is kind of weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it did so incredibly well, and I think they hit it. What they've done with it is they just got so lucky in the sense that like really good band because they have other songs that I also like so you know I know them a tiny bit but I think sometimes the lightning just strikes in the right place doesn't it and everything comes together and you just take the, you do a fun sort of cover song as a band yeah. and it just so works like it is so fun and boppy and like really hard driving it's really relentless all the way until the end but I also think they hit the timing right I mean this is just who they are I always feel really unfair saying this so I think they're, they're from Sunderland so they've got accents and you really hear it on Hounds of Love yeah. I, can't, yeah. I can't do it I, but, I would um, not have noticed that thank you yeah. oh that is that is a very that's that's a big sort of like regional dialect here so this is 2005 so what you've got over here is sort of like 2002 onwards you've got the Arctic Monkeys kind of coming out mm. uh, yeah. from Sheffield very accent based band and I do remember there being 
doing about five or six years of indie accent based bands now totally. that is really unfair because they are just doing what they do and they are who they are <laughs> but there was a point when it was super popular so I feel like that really goes in their favour as well and maybe they just hit everything right at the right time but I, I I really like this band I think they're great but I feel sometimes feel sorry for them with this song because I, I feel like it's all people will know but clearly not because you went to see them uh, but and... I don't remember any of their other yeah. songs <laughs> I remember them when they played this song they were like and this one which hit massive I guess <laughs> they it, but they did seem like we we do have other songs guys but everyone seemed to be there for this one song yeah yeah but yeah so that that i'm so i'm so pleased you picked it it really brought up some nice nostalgia for me um jack how about you yes same big old nostalgia hit this one this is um definitely puts me back to college so i guess like the high school equivalent in the states but like being basically like 16 17 Uh i think this song came out when i was like 15 and i had like loads of friends who were mega into indie rock and this kind of thing it was like the cool music at the time uh i remember going on like trips to top man uh with my friends and this everyone is a store would, this is like oh yeah sorry oh yeah i should say yeah it's like a british clothing store for like okay. late teens uh it's always like on trend and we used to go there everyone would pick out like a v-neck like they'd Ooh. wear on stage and and then everyone would turn up at parties wearing the exact same t-shirt and wonder why <laughs> but yeah it was it was like a really distinct time in my head i went to go see maximo park with some friends and i remember squatting outside and drinking some cans of beer like before we went in thinking that was really exciting and then <laughs> getting in the mosh pit and stuff and losing my shoes it was just like it was it was a really interesting time i wasn't into any of that music at all i was going off on my own little weird noisy tangent but i think because (laughs) my social circle was so invested i ended up myself getting swept up in the wave so this song for me musically not my kind of thing but i just get a rush of all those memories of being a teenager i mean particularly right from the start because there was also as well as being like regional uh, accent bands, indie bands, there was a lot of bands that did the oh, 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 like a lot of that business <laughs> in the mid noughties. Like it was almost like an obligatory, you could imagine the marketing meetings where they were like, we need some of that ooh, ooh business because that's the money makers. Can you just slot that into the bridge, please? But it, it, I mean, obviously, it's not, like you say, Lizzie, it's not fair because those oohs are in the original version that Kate Bush did. They just happen to like strike it just right and get the formula right i think they were just enjoying themselves i I also really like there's a real breathless performance by the vocalist where Mm -hmm. he's just like going all the time and he doesn't hit all the notes i mean probably like not even (laughs) half of them but he gets away with it because he's just like giving it all the beans so yeah I, i will always take that over some sort of you know musically refined rendition um the guitars are really bright and shiny uh the drums as well have the, a beat that again feels like quintessentially of that like indie rock thing bass yep. tone is wicked like, I, had it, I had it on headphones i was like oh yeah um <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm into it. I mean, it, for, for for someone who doesn't get on board really with this music, this song for me is at the kind of tolerable edge. And then because of all that nostalgia, it gets edged over into 
I'm into it. Fantastic. <laughs> no, that's great. So I think the reason why I picked this is because it's been on a playlist uh, that I've had, that I've been listening to for like a few months. And the reason why it was on a playlist is because I was dating this guy from, it's a town that begins with S and it's in the south of England. And he... Oh, Southampton. Maybe. <laughs> I'm all out. I should remember not. where this dude is from, but I don't. At any rate, he was just like making fun of me because I was like, oh, yeah, I'm listening to this. And oh, when I was in high school, I listened to this and this and this. And he's like, that was part of that horrible group of bands. And he just like, <laughs> he like just lit into it. And I was like, well, actually, I liked all those musical. <laughs> I, liked, I liked all of that. And I'm not going to feel bad about it. And I stopped seeing that guy but i did start putting that music back into my playlist yeah <laughs> yes oh what, other, what what other bands are in that that playlist yeah well um, I, probably mystery jets like i don't know like yeah. uh, black party yeah um art brute uh yeah. franz Ferdinand, yeah of course yeah uh, yeah that stuff that he was just like this is all trash and i was like you're trash get yeah. out <laughs> yes <laughs> oh god yes i mean boys telling girls how to feel about music is oh. is is something we definitely need more of in the world <laughs> oh i'm glad you got rid of him and i'm glad you kept this because it it was so nice to listen to it again it's really interesting that you say that the kate bush kind of version doesn't really do anything for you because i totally get that it, her version even though i really love kate bush and i love her genius it's not a banger like no. it's, it's kind of not a banger in the way that they just hit it right with this one and took all of those beautiful elements that were there and just put a load of rock into it and then suddenly it's like kaboom like <laughs> we're off <laughs> yeah nice mm. oh, all right great pick Kenise. Yeah. thank you Rock, rock, rock. I will, I will Lizzie, rock, rock this, is really, this is really unusual. We normally pick three tracks that are very opposing and we get all this critical discussion and it's great, but there's someone in the air where we've all gone for like out and out rock tracks. We're like, fuck it. Let's just go hard now. <laughs> so uh, my track is by Slater Kinney and it is uh, New Wave off their 2015 No Cities to Love album. Slightly in the same way as Kinney's. Um, this one for me is a story and the song I will talk about, but actually for me, it's where this song fits into kind of this whole bigger narrative that spans quite a few years. So settle in, people. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, Slater Kinney are from Olympia. They sort of start in 1994 against the background of very much Riot Girl and all of that good stuff happening. And they make albums and they make albums and they work really hard and quite a lot of people like them. Quite a lot of people don't really get them. But I think what's difficult for them is they grow out of that kind of short-lived Riot Girl period and they keep going and they keep going. And I think, you know, probably like a lot of bands around that time, they then sort of have to live with that and figure out what they are afterwards whether they wanted to be part of that or not so they basically in 2006 sort of go away 
and, and work on solo projects and like TV projects and loads of other things. And then kind of suddenly in 2015, so this is almost like 10 years later, No Cities to Love, this album just comes out from Slater Kinney. And the reason I've picked this track is because for me, this is a real like, ah, oh, punk's not dead moment. So you know how sometimes like your favourite bands, it's always just really a little bit sad that if if your favourite band is ultimately in the past and done and some of them have died and it's gone and they're not getting back together, there's always a kind of sadness to that. So in 2015, when Slater Kenny came back with this track and it was actually awesome and they hadn't gone off in some really weird direction that wasn't true to what they did, for me, this was like, oh my God, like they are back and it is better than ever and it's so good. And a lot of the lyrics in this song, I feel kind of reflect that a little bit. So yeah. <clears throat> It's called New Wave, and they're saying it's not a new wave, it's just you and me. Um, die to prove we ever lived this. Um, and then they say we invent our own kind of obscurity. So I feel like they are kind of directly addressing maybe sort of what's happened over the last 10 years and sort of taking a bit of a sort of a bit of a, a bit of a laugh at kind of all the stuff, music that's been happening and coming back and going, nah, this isn't new wave. We've always done this. This is who we are and we're back. And I, I really like that, that they kind of, you know, these guys are legends in their own right, but to kind of just, just play with it a little bit like that. And the video is also very, very good. If anybody watches Bob's Burgers, yes. which is a great um, animation, yes. the video is sort of Tina Belcher dancing around her into that. And it's, it's a really great video. So yeah, a little bit more about the song. Sorry, so that was the whole backstory of why this song is important. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Slater Kinney all over. It's a bit like all three of the songs, or two of the songs actually that we've had on. They are fast paced. They're relentless from beginning to end. They're out and out kind of rocky, rocky, punky songs. And um, yeah, I always think with Slater Kinney, it's harsh. Like when you when you turn it on or when you listen to it, you have to be prepared for some harsh guitars, <laughs> some harsh vocals and some harsh drums. Yeah. And I think they have described it in the past as intentionally harsh because this is Riot Girl. It has to cut through. It has a message. You know, they're kind of very much sort of feminist band. Um, and I love that like on a whole Slater Kinney album you might find one song possibly that's a little bit slower but they definitely don't subscribe to this is our kind of more ballad one or this is our kind of more chilled one it will be relentless and harsh and that's why I love them so much um, so I love this song I love this song because it's, it's a, for me this is such a comeback song coming back with a bang better than ever acknowledging where they've been but also laughing at anybody that thinks that this is kind of new because it's always been there so that is my take on it. Uh, Kenise, what, what did you think to this one? Uh, the second I saw the video start and I saw that it was Bob's Burgers, oh. I had already decided to be on board. I was like, <laughs> yes, yes uh, this is for me. I love it. Uh, this is something that I can 100% see Tina dancing to. Yep. Uh, it's yeah. definitely like I didn't. I'm shocked that I didn't know the song, but ninth grade me would have lost my mind to this. I would have been <laughs> flipping out, dancing around my house. My mom would have been very worried. Uh, this is so fun, especially the riffs. Oh, fantastic song. Yes, yes, I'm pleased. Yeah, yeah. The Bob's Burgers connection. It really, it really works. I think because the song is quite, it's a little bit sarcastic. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it works with that character of Tina who yeah. is a little bit her way that self. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know much of Slater Kinney Kinnies? Or is this I kind of not. an introduction? I've heard of the group. I've probably listened to it. Uh, I listened to a podcast 
put out by NPR called All Songs Considered, and uh, they yeah. revisit old songs, but they mostly have new songs. But I definitely have heard them say Slater Kenny a lot, uh, ah. but I could, I would not have been able to pick a Slater Kenny song out of a lineup. Fair enough. Well, yeah. I mean, if you, if if you chose to, this was a good album. This is a good album to start with. This is a good good place. Um, Jack, what did you think to this one? Yeah, it's amazing. It's just amazing, isn't it? Really. I mean, I remember us seeing them at Primavera Sound Festival in Barcelona, and I was all right with them before that. I thought they were good, but seeing them play live, I was like, holy shit, these guys <laughs> are amazing. Like they're so yeah. good. I mean, all the performances on this track are amazing. What what strikes me is they've got no bass guitar at all. So nope. one of them's just tuning their guitar down so it kind of fills that range. But you've basically got like a dual guitar attack, which I think is the reason that they're so harsh and, and powerful maybe, is that they've got just both guitars coming at you. Uh, I love when their voices come in in unison and then they sort of like peel away from each other and then join up again. It just sounds wicked. Um, also, I think it kind of fits into that idea that they're talking about you know the new wave but kind of going off in their own direction so there's a, a sense as well of like analogizing that with the the vocals and stuff there's just little flares that make me smile a lot like the drummer Jeanette Weiss is just doing some banana stuff all the time like just little things that just augment the beat like she does this little fill at the beginning of one of the bridges which just makes me smile because it's like a little bit of misdirection you think it's going to go one way and then it it doesn't and also she's doing like she does this weird sort of swing beat in the chorus which almost sounds again it sounds like it's going to fall apart a bit and yet it doesn't uh just it's just genius i i think the lyrics are wicked because also it, it it seems also to be talking about like when you're really passionately fired up by something and it's not part of what's popular but you're like ah oh, fuck it you and me are doing it so it's fine uh which you know, i think is really really great I, I i mean to come back as you say lizzie after you know some time away i mean obviously carrie did portlandia um mm. over all that period uh and then to come back with this record and it to be like so hard and like so intense and just a powerful album like all the tracks on this record are like boom Love. I think yeah it's it's that, it's that really it's it's kind of similar to Kinesis in that like it's the story it just it just makes me f- this band have always just made me feel really good because you know as much as I I love riot girl bands and all that kind of stuff like it happened and it's gone and you can still see the kind of like threads of that everywhere but for a band to still be better than ever and bringing out music like they literally brought out a new track this month yeah um which is, I think it's called Hurry On Home. It just makes, yeah, like it just, oh, and they are touring as well, but only in America. So if (laughs) if your interest was peaked, Kinney's, go for me and tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It kind of just gives me hope. Like it is such a pleasure when one of your favourite bands is making the best music they've possibly ever made and they're doing it now because you feel like maybe you're going back in history and you're like, this is what it felt like when people watched a the Franklin shoot to frame or something. I don't know. You know, <laughs> you're like, I'm living it. It's now. Yeah.
wow, that track got a great reaction. All three of our tracks are very intense and we all very intensely love them. So that's that's nice. That's, that's yeah. good, isn't it? Yeah, I like that. So, Kines, this has been wicked. Thank you so much for uh, for yes, joining us on Fantastic Thank Beast. you so much for having me. Not at all. Kines, can you tell us about your wonderful podcast, please? Yes. Sure. So I, ho- I co-host Love About Town with my best friend, Rohan. Uh, we're two people of color living in Brooklyn, New York. It is a stereotype. I do not care. We have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about sex, dating, and relationships, and we are both like nervous, neurotic people. So it's very silly, funny, uh, probably too much information. Uh, I like it, and I hope other people do too. Nice. Can I say oh. my favorite bit about the podcast is the fact that you just kick it off straight away, and you're in a conversation. Like I listened to one earlier today, <laughs> immediately a story of someone. I think it was you explosively vomiting somewhere. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm hooked. But then, and, and, and then. You get people going, Oh, we're recording, which is like always a sign of people just relaxing and having a, a great time on the mics, which is yeah. so nice. I love it. It's very silly that we do that. How, how did you start that podcast? Actually, uh, it's a newer version of a podcast that I used to have uh, called Person About Town. And Person About Town, uh, I really liked. Have you guys listened to Sylvan Esso? Oh, no. yes. Very, very briefly. Yeah. But yeah, I have. Uh, they have a song where at the beginning there's like the sound of a train. And I don't know why, but that like really stuck with me. And I was like, I want to get the sounds of places uh, and a conversation. So when I first started a podcast, it was me going with a person to their favorite place. And then mm. us kind of recording like, okay, what do you like about this place? But also like, who are you? What's your life? What are your thoughts on things? Oh, wow. And then me and my friend Rohan, we were having these like insanely overshare conversations via gchat every day while we were at work and we were like we should do something with it. like we both get a lot out of this maybe other people would also get something out of this so we decided to do like versions of the podcast where we would have guests on they would talk about like kind of why they lived in a city or the city that we were recording in but also like we would talk about sex and dating and relationships. And I shifted away from like the single interview to this new format, just because when people would come up to me and talk about the podcast, they never talked about those episodes. <laughs> they never <laughs> talked about the ones where I was interviewing people or like go like traveling all over the place and spending a lot of money on like <laughs> renting a boat and like recording from the middle of a river. <laughs> Nobody cared about any of that. <laughs> so I was like, okay, yeah. we can shift to this cheaper version. I'm fine we can with save it. some money. <laughs> yeah it's an oh. it's a it's a it's a bloody hit i'm so glad you put it in my direction and um <laughs> i will be checking out the ones with people in places because i thank you love the sound of that so yeah that's going on my list um yes <laughs> and uh Kenita, if people want to check out what you're up to where should they be headed on the internet Okay, so they can find me at Kenise Mobley on all the social media platforms, and my website is KeniseMobley.com. Top banana. Lizzie, if people want to find Fantastic Beats, what should they be doing? Damn, I was hoping you wouldn't ask me. Well, then, <laughs> in which case, I will take the floor back. Uh, if you want to reach out to Fantastic Beats Podcast, you can reach out at hello at fantasticbeatspodcast.com. We are at fantasticbeatspodcast.com and we are on Twitter as well at fantastic underscore pod. Say hi, tweet us, give us some track recommendations, all that good stuff. So I think that's it. The cat is getting on the keyboard, so that generally signals it's time for us to end. Thank you once again, Kenise, and to everyone listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.